Well, good morning and welcome to our short time of uh, devotion this morning. And yesterday I said we'd look at the question, why should we forgive? You see, everyone has the ability to be a forgiving person. But what is our motivation? And how far will our forgiving nature stretch? Remember when we uh, looked at the Apostle Peter in Matthew chapter 18, when he thought that seven times would be a good measure for the extent of his forgiving nature. But Jesus said to him, no, 70 times seven. In other words, a lot further than Peter or even you and I would normally like to go. So what is the driving force that gives us this kind of forgiving nature that Jesus is talking about? As Christians, our efforts to have a forgiving nature are rooted in the fact that we have had our sins forgiven. The punishment for them has been removed and the price that's been demanded of them has been paid in full. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, this verse tells us that we all need God's forgiveness. The verse says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here's a verse to encourage us. This is from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. And this verse says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. This is a true and this is a full forgiveness, and it's offered to anyone who will accept it. And when accepted, it brings a whole new meaning to the word forgiveness. Do you remember the words that we read when we looked in 2 Corinthians chapter 5? It was in verse 17. And it said this, and this is Paul speaking, the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. So, why should we forgive? Well, because we have been forgiven. Come with me as we go into Matthew's Gospel. We're going to go to chapter 26, and there's a passage there, which is verse 17 through to verse 30. This is the account of what is commonly known as the Last Supper. And in verse 26 to 28 of this passage, this is what we read. While they were eating... Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This was Jesus speaking to the disciples just before he was taken and arrested and crucified. And what he's doing, he is giving them a a graphic illustration, an important illustration of what is about to happen. That his broken body and his shed blood would be the means that would bring about salvation 
and forgiveness of sin. He said, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. As Christians, we regularly remember the death of Jesus in this way. We remember his death and resurrection. And we remember his words, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is the forgiveness offered to those who do not deserve to be forgiven. You know, that's you and me. It's an offer that is made to everyone, but not everyone will accept it. But the offer will still stand. The offer is made in love. It's the love that Jesus has for the guilty. For the guilty sinner who stands condemned in the eyes of God. You know, Charles Wesley, the, the, the great hymn writer of many years back, he wrote a hymn called And Can It Be? It's a hymn that we sing very often in our churches and you're probably familiar with the words, but let me just remind you of the words of that first verse. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Let's go back to the book of Ephesians and in chapter 2, verse 4 to 7, we read these words. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. You know, that brings us to the last verse of that John Wesley hymn that we just quoted the first verse. And if you get an opportunity, read through the, the words of the, the, the whole hymn. Well, here's the last verse. And it links in beautifully with the verse we've just read from Ephesians. No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in all in him is mine. Alive in him my living head and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne. And claim the crown through Christ my own. Bold I approach the eternal throne. And claim the crown through Christ my own. Let's come before the throne of grace as we pray together. Our Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for these things that we've looked at this morning in this short time. There's so much here. So much for us. It speaks of the love that you have for us. The extent that you went in order to free us from the chains of sin. And our Father, we thank you and we praise you for that in the knowledge that we could not do it ourselves, but you have done it for us. And so we come to you in true repentance and accept that forgiveness that you have given. And our Father, we pray that we might rejoice in it as we rejoice in the name of our Saviour, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Now, in your prayers today, I'll ask if you continue to pray for the people of Beirut. Uh, over the last few days, we've seen the devastation caused by this terrible explosion. Many lives lost, many lives ruined, many properties destroyed. And our Father, we just ask that uh, as we come in our private prayers today, we will bring these things before you and pray for these people. And also that we might also remember the families of those who were killed and for those who were injured and their families, pray for their families as well as them. In, as they were injured in, in the Stonehaven rail derailments up in Scotland. There's many things for us to bring before you in this world we live in, but... Just pray for the, these few things that we can bring before God in our own press. And thank you again for, for listening. Um, as it's Saturday, uh, I'll be back again on Monday. And look forward to that. In the meantime, may God continue to bless you. Have a great day uh, tomorrow, Sunday, as you will gather together, be it in your churches or via Zoom or whatever other um, way that you do. Come together in the name of Jesus. And I'll see you Monday. God bless. Amen.